A few years ago, I traveled with somebody who did not have their own business and it caused a lot of friction because whenever I needed to work, they were a little bit like, oh, but don't you want to come and do this with me and do that with me? And I said, well, actually, I'd love to, but I have client work. And I think if I had better communicated that before the trip, then it wouldn't have been as much of a sticking point. Welcome to Socialette. I'm your host, Steph Taylor. As a launch strategist and digital marketer, I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way while building a seven-figure online business. If you're an overwhelmed business owner struggling to scale while also keeping your clients happy, this podcast is for you. Join me as I share actionable advice for creating an online business that feels good and brings you so much joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt that is designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co slash dbb or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Social Let. This is episode 531. Today, I am talking about how to run your business while you are traveling because those of us who have the travel bug, those of us who enjoy traveling, might have struggled a little bit over the last couple of years where, especially here in Australia, we couldn't really travel internationally. Um, and if you were in Australia, you basically couldn't travel internationally at all until earlier this year. And for me, I remember like at the start of this year when the government said they were opening up the borders again, I was like, finally, now I can test like all of the systems that I've put into place in my business that will allow it to run while I'm traveling, I can see if this all works because I have been working towards building a business that allows me to travel and work at the same time for so long. For like, I mean, when I say so long, <laughs> it feels like a long time. It's actually flown by. Uh, it's been about six years now. And the first time I attempted traveling and working at the same time was back in 2017, 2018, over that kind of Christmas, New Year, like December, January then. And I was in Europe. That was really challenging because I was working predominantly with clients. I still had to meet client deliverables. I had client calls. Most of my clients were in Australia, which meant that I was getting up at 3 a.m. sometimes for client calls. And that was really challenging. I constantly felt this guilt when I was out exploring. I felt this guilt of like, I should be working. I shouldn't be out here exploring. And then when I was in my Airbnb or in my hotel working, I felt this guilt of, oh, but I'm in a foreign country. Like I could be working at home. Like I should be out exploring. So that taught me a big lesson. It taught me, wow, okay, the way that I run my business right now, if travel multiple times a year, like extended periods of travel is something I really want in my life and see in my life, I need to make some big changes in my business. Now, obviously, firing my clients, part of the reason I fired my clients at the time was, yeah, it didn't give me the freedom I wanted, but it was also that the business I had built didn't feel sustainable and it didn't light me up. I knew that what I really wanted to do was teach people the skills 
of doing their own marketing rather than just constantly doing their marketing for them. I actually wanted to help more people to do their own Facebook ads rather than managing their Facebook ads or create their own Instagram content rather than creating their Instagram content for them. So that kicked off the big pivot, if you want to call it, from client work that I had always thought I wanted to grow into an agency, but then decided, no, actually, I don't want to manage people all day. I don't want an agency. Let's go down the path of building a digital product-based business. Then fast forward, 2019, I was pretty broke most of the year. (laughs) Uh, I had slowly started letting go of my clients and slowly started making a little bit more from the membership that I was running at the time, which I no longer run, uh, and a couple of courses that I had. But nothing that was really groundbreaking. It was enough to stay afloat uh, most months, but it was really quite tough. And then 2020 happened and my business took off at the same time that the pandemic hit. So for the first time in my life, I actually had the money to go and travel, but I couldn't. I physically couldn't. And I knew this was like, this was almost a test, I suppose, to see how can I get everything in my business in order? How can I get systems in place? How can I make this thing run as smoothly as possible so that even when it grows, even when it's going really quickly when it's making loads of money, I can still I can still travel. I can still have that freedom. I don't have to be working 12 hour days just because the business is really busy. So this was this trip that, uh, that I've just come back from in Europe was a really great way to test this. And for me it was like this validation of oh cool the systems you've put in place, the team you've got, everything's going really well because nothing's not only are the wheels not falling off, but the business actually continued to grow while I was away. And that's huge. Uh, and now as I'm recording this, I actually have a two week long hike coming up very soon. Um, I'll actually leave like a week after this episode goes live, uh, which is terrifying because Pretty much the entire hiking trail is out of phone signal. Like I'm not going to have any 3G or 4G, even 3G, uh, anything like that, let alone 5G. Um, so there's going to be no internet for most of the trip. And that's scary, but it's cool because it means that my team gets a little bit more responsibility. It means that we can really see what's going on. We can see, hey, like, did the wheels fall off this time with Steph completely out of the business? Uh, And how can we fix that? Uh, In some ways, I think it's actually a really great way to highlight where the inefficiencies are, where the issues are, so that we can fix them. Okay, so a couple of tips that I picked up um, while I was in Italy for running your business and traveling at the same time. All right, tip number one, Set expectations and boundaries for yourself before you leave for your trip. Regardless of how long this trip is going to be, uh, whether you're going for like two weeks or six months or whatever, set those expectations and boundaries. How much do you want to work while you're traveling? Do you want to work three days a week? Do you want to work one day a week? And then what hours would you like to work? Because if you know what hours you want to work and what days you're going to be working, you can communicate this to your team your clients, 
and also to whoever you are traveling with. This is really important because a few years ago, I traveled with somebody who did not have their own business and it caused a lot of friction because whenever I needed to work, they were a little bit like, oh, but don't you want to come and do this with me and do that with me? And I said, well, actually, I'd love to, but I have client work. And I think if I had better communicated that before the trip, then it wouldn't have been as much of a sticking point. Uh, communicate those time zones as well. If you're going to be in a different time zone, communicate that to your team. Communicate it to your clients. Let them know what hours they can expect you to be online in their time zone so that they know if they need to get in touch with you, that's the best time to do it. And it doesn't mean long delays in the back and forth. Um, because sometimes it, that was probably the biggest challenge, I think, while I was in Europe was the, I think it's about 10 hour or nine hour time difference, which meant that sometimes if somebody in my team messaged me, then it would take a few hours before I was awake to check the message. And by the time I was awake to check the message, they'd all logged off for the day. So yeah, that, that's always the biggest challenge. Um, also having those expectations with yourself can help to prevent you guilting yourself because you feel like you should be working or guilting yourself because you should be traveling. If you know, if you have those boundaries of, okay, cool, I work until 10 a.m., then I travel for, I go and explore for five hours or so, and then I work from 3 p.m. till dinner time. Uh, that's a, like, that's a great structure. Now you know, if you're still working at 10 a.m., it's maybe a sign that you should log off and go and do a little bit of exploring. And then when you wrap up your travel for the day, you're exploring for the day, come back to your hotel room at 3 or 4 p.m. or whatever times work for you. Like there's no set amount of hours you should be working, okay? This is the magic of having your own business. You can set those hours. Uh, so knowing what those expectations are of yourself means that you aren't guilting yourself while you're outside. Like I once was in front of the Eiffel Tower checking my emails because I felt really guilty that I wasn't at my desk. That is what we don't want. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also knowing, okay, are there going to be any days when you aren't working at all and people should be aware that you're not going to reply to them on that day? Uh, like, are there any days when you are going to be completely focused on work and not exploring? Sometimes if you're in a bigger city, it can be quite fun to look up local co-working spaces or um, even like cafes where a lot of freelancers might work from. I find that really fun. Like sometimes spending a whole day doing that gives me a good chance to catch up on work while I still get that feeling of, you know, the local culture rather than being locked up in a hotel room working by myself. Anyway, with those expectations and those boundaries and the hours and all of that, there is no right or wrong. It's just what's going to work for you and you need to be aware of what's going to work for you. Okay, the second tip is do what needs to be done before you leave. So, for example, this podcast, I don't really want to travel with my microphone and mixer and all of that. Like the amount of admin involved in making sure that the room sounds good and every time I take the microphone and carry on luggage, it always gets stopped at security screening. So I don't really want to travel with a microphone. Uh, so that meant that I needed to batch all four weeks of podcast episodes before I left. Uh, and actually, I'm glad I did it because it made everything feel a lot less stressful while I was away. No matter what happened, the content was going out. The podcast episodes were still going out. And that's why the business kept growing while I wasn't technically like in the business as much. So 
Make sure that anything that needs to be done before you go is done. Make sure there's if there's anything your team needs you to, to do, anything they need because they it's holding them back from moving forward on their work. Make sure that's done. If there's anything you can do to set your your clients up for success while you're away, make sure that's done as well. The week or two before you leave is probably going to feel pretty stressful. <laughs> uh, personally, I love having that deadline. Um, it gives me something to work towards and it makes me so much more productive because it's like, okay, I can't procrastinate beyond this date. If it's not done, I'm going to get on that plane and it's not going to be done. So I better get it done. Uh, so yes, make sure that you get it all done before you leave. Tip number three, have things ready to work on when you have travel downtime and make sure that if you are going to have times with no internet, like if you're going on a plane or a train or something, uh, download some things that you can work on offline. I am a big fan of making the most of that travel time, uh, but if you don't have something you can work on, it can actually be really frustrating. If you can get five hours work done on a plane and like if you've got a I mean, obviously I live in Australia, so flights are really long to get to anywhere. Uh, so five hours of a 15 hour flight for me, it's like, that's, it's A, it's a great way to kill some time. Uh, but B, it's such a small percentage of that flight. It's only a third of the flight. But if you can get that five hours work done, that's almost a whole day of travel that you've now got back. Uh, and if you're flying without kids, you have the benefit of no distractions. Your phone's not going to be going off and there's not really much else you can be doing on that 15-hour flight. I love to use this time to work on deeper work, things like creating course content, outlining a webinar, or, or writing articles even if I have an article to write, things that I don't need an internet connection for and that I can really just focus my energy on for a while. And it really makes the whole flight go a lot quicker as well. I also love to use this time if I don't feel like writing, like if I'm a little bit tired and my brain's just not feeling creative. The other way I use this time is to learn. So if I've got courses that I've signed up for and haven't finished, I make sure I've downloaded some of them before I get onto the plane and I listen to those or watch those. Um, Pro tip, if you have a course, make sure that you have an audio version of each lesson downloadable because it makes it so much easier for somebody who wants to download an audio version and do it while they're on a plane to just be able to download it and, yeah, listen along offline. Okay, tip number four, get a digital SIM card or an eSIM. This, uh, I don't know if this applies to people with Android phones, but if you have a newer iPhone, you can get an eSIM without an actual physical SIM card. And these will give you, you, some of them you can get like unlimited data for a week or two weeks or a month or however long you need it for. And I found this to be a lot more reliable than just hoping that my hotel or Airbnb Wi-Fi was going to be good enough for Zoom calls. And it also means that you can work like on those train rides. If you, if you don't get <laughs> motion sickness from riding on a train, uh, you can work on the trains. Um, but it also does unfortunately mean that you have your inbox and you have your social media with you when you're out and about and exploring. So try to resist the temptation of checking that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cheaper and easier alternative actually than trying to get a local SIM card. I know some countries won't let you even get a SIM card if you don't have an address. So yeah, get that um, and that'll be your internet sorted. 
And tip number five is allow yourself to enjoy the travel and enjoy the downtime a little bit. You don't have to be constantly either working or exploring. You can also have a bit of rest in there. You know, my my suggestion of work till 10, explore till four, and then work again till dinner, like that, you don't need to actually do that. I wasn't really sticking to that perfectly while I was away. I worked when I felt like it. I worked when I had that um, energy, that creativity. And usually I find that after a few days of not really working that hard, the energy and the creativity comes back a lot stronger. So if you're not feeling creative, you're not feeling like you want to work, give yourself a little bit of time just to disconnect and enjoy the travel. Communicate it with your team and your clients, obviously, but maybe you just need a little bit of rest and a bit of downtime. It's not the end of the world if you fall a little behind on work. You can catch up when you get home. (laughs) Your trip is only a short period of time um, and the work is always going to be there for you to do. For me, I was surprised at how easy the entire thing felt compared with last time. And I was almost second guessing whether I'd forgotten to do something because I felt like I wasn't that busy. I was like, oh, cool. The podcast's already recorded. That email's scheduled to go out. What else do I need to do? And it was like this weird feeling of space that I hadn't had for a while in my business. And naturally, I go to try and fill the space with other busy tasks and all the fresh ideas. But taking a couple of days to just step back and be um, present with some friends when I was there, that was really like the creative energy booster that I needed. Uh, And yeah, it's allowed to be easy and it's allowed to be good. So there you have it. Five little tips for running a business while you are traveling at the same time. Firstly, set those expectations and boundaries for yourself before you leave. Do what needs to be done before you leave. Have things ready to work on for when you have travel downtime and no internet. Get a digital SIM card. I know it's such a basic tip, but honestly, it's a game changer. And allow yourself to enjoy the travel. Allow yourself to have that downtime and enjoy it. If you have any friends who you think would love to learn a little bit more about how to run a business while they're traveling at the same time, please share this episode with them. Hit the share button, copy the link, and send it their way. If you haven't already followed this podcast, hit the follow button or the little plus in Apple Podcasts, and it just means that you'll get each new episode straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.